How is it going? Very good. good. I'm all right. <laughs> is this the sound of you ham-fistedly trying to text? <laughs> Let me put my phone down on the table. <laughs> don't put it down. Don't stop reading. Don't stop reading. <laughs> That's the kind of a librarian coming and singing that in assembly at school. <laughs> yeah, a group of librarians. Yes. A barber, a librarian shop quartet. <laughs> as soon as one of them starts singing, the others just go, shh. Let's bring this. Let's bring this joke back. (laughs) Shall I do an intro? Yes, please. Hello and welcome to that was genius, the little history podcast in which Tom. Hello, clicking on his mouse. (laughs) Sorry, I can't not click on my mouse because I'm going back and forward from audacity to my nose. (laughs) Hello and Sam. Hi. Discuss history stories on a theme. Each week we decide the theme a week or two in advance, but everything else that happens is a surprise. And what is our theme this week, Tom? I'm hoping it's medical procedures. I think you're I think you've done the same thing as me, haven't you? I was doing men behaving badly. Oh, oh dear. Uh, That's alright. Uh oh. No, this I, I can actually do this. This does work. Although next week for well, medical this... procedures, I can't do what I'd lined up for medical for men behaving badly. <laughs> oh no, this is a this is a fuck up. Um, no, it's all right. This works. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> I'm sure it it's probably matter. me well, who got it wrong. Regardless, this week I, I I had a wonderful time. I found a topic straight away, very very quickly. I was very pleased with myself, and I don't know whether that's because it was a good suggestion or um. Two months off, and I'm just getting a bit quicker with my research, you know, a bit fresher. <laughs> How did you get on with your research on the topic of men behaving badly? <laughs> yes, very well. I mean, I started off finding loads of really interesting medical procedures that had nothing to do with the topic. So, <laughs> <laughs> but then I threw them all in the bin because <laughs> it wasn't bin. the topic. And then I burnt them all and closed my internet account so that I could never <laughs> access them again. I tried, on the topic of men behaving badly, I started off looking at uh, ill-behaved soldiers on leave. Oh, yeah. And then uh, crusaders behaving badly. But <laughs> nice. It was all... I mean, not not hard to find. <laughs> Spoiled for choice, really, yeah. there. <laughs> Nothing hugely funny. And then I found... No sitcoms. No sitcoms. To, a, <laughs> no. Well... You didn't find Saladin and Richard III <laughs> sharing a flat. <laughs> <laughs> Next door neighbours. In Jerusalem, it's called the Wailing Walls, and <laughs> and it's about them. It's about the the japes they have, and they go knocking on each other's walls and say, "Keep it down in there every night." Stop playing drum and bass. <laughs> yeah. um, just for uh, for listeners who aren't British, remember behaving badly is a reasonably famous sitcom from the nineties, isn't it? Another nineties TV reference. Yeah, yeah, it absolutely is. Neil um, Morrissey, Neil Morrissey, and uh, to the one Martin Clunes, Martin Clunes. Yeah. Neil Morrissey being Bob the Builder. The original Bob the Builder. The OG yeah. Bob the Builder. Oh, was there, is there a, a respawn? I think it's Bob been like a CGI reboot. I don't know who voices Bob now, but I suspect now oh. that Neil Morrissey is playing hardened cops. In um, Bob the Builder's going to... duty. Yeah, Bob the Builder's yeah. going to take out your kneecaps and yeah, blackmail your mum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, it was medical procedures. Fuck. ha 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 Right, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stop saying. I'm, I'm now gonna start saying medical procedures as I have in my notes, and not try and bastardise my notes. 
as I read through them. You can do that. Christ. <laughs> oh. we, we've confused many things this week. It's your turn to go first. Are you sure? It is, because the last public episode, I went first. Okay. Um, just randomly, I thought I would uh, do an honorary mention for medical procedures uh, okay. to start off this week. <laughs> go on, <Yeah. laughs> It's a very, very quick one. And it's, oh, just, and it's the second time I've fucking mentioned this hell. chap. But it's too good not to mention, and this is um, Soranus of Ephesus. Yes, uh, absolutely, yes. The ancient Greek physician whose work, gynaecology, survives to this day. So yes, that <laughs> Soranus is gynaecology. <laughs> um, too funny not to mention again. Not to be confused with Yeast Vaginus's colonoscopy, a contemporary medical textbook. <laughs> From ancient Greece, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it- it- Itchius Mingus. <laughs> Chafus Cuntus Thrushius Foreskin Oh yes Suspicious Rashus Yes So anyway I have a big big book On the history of medicine Which is excellent I went straight to the back And just started looking up Silly things in the index Like hemorrhoid Sex Penis That sort of thing And I struck gold because this week I will be discussing a few rather odd individuals who enjoy transplanting animal tissue into men's bollocks. Oh, uh, how badly ca- behaved of them. <laughs> yeah. And why would they do such an impish and naughty thing? <laughs> <laughs> because they're men behaving badly. <laughs> yes, they are. Um, and on occasion, it's worth noting, not just men's bollocks, on occasion, women's, you know what, you know, how's your father's apples and pears? Bollocks. I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts, safety pins, fire engines, I can't believe it's not better. <laughs> um, They're testicles. Yes. Testicles. Vaginas. <laughs> that, that, that did sound a little bit like me seamlessly blending into a um, sort of nervous verbal fumbling of Boris Johnson as he tries to get his wife horny. <laughs> Possibly. Why, not. why would he want to get his wife horny? There are so many other women he could be impregnating. So many other people he could be screwing over with his behaviour. Indeed. Yeah. Anyway, back on track. Although Topical. it does mean because uh, it didn't quite because that didn't quite flow. I didn't get to do my uh, really good Latin euphemism joke. What oh, I go was on then. Say, well, you know, Boris Johnson occasionally just goes into Latin. Yes. Um, well, I was I was going to go veni vidi vici, just lost in that order. One hopes. Um. Get it? Ah, uh, I saw, I conquered, I came. I came, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back on track. I have three individuals spanning cunties and incontinence. I managed to get cunties and incontinence in, and it I don't think you noticed. Did. No, I did. It was lovely. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. It was yeah. lovely. <laughs> Countries and continents who yeah. did weird things with men's knackers in the name of medicine. Let's work chronologically, starting with Charles Edouard Brown Sequard. Por favor. Wonderful S'il vous plaît. <laughs> who was born in Mauritius. Quelle date de ton anniversaire? Yeah. Quand flac mit milch. And he was born in Mauritius in 1817. He had a French oh, mother nice. and an American dad. Uh, he spent time working in American England. Le howdy, partner. <laughs> <laughs> Je suis jean Juan. <laughs> <laughs> La cowboy extraordinaire. <laughs> this uh, town isn't big enough for two of us. Les hommes du vache. <laughs> and now, a shot of a banana. Because it is a French film, 
<laughs> and there is no sex, only incredible quantities of smoking. Sorry, incredible. <laughs> French art house. <laughs> Zoom back in on the banana. Beautiful. With clouds in the background. Anyway, he had a French mother and an American dad. He spent time working in America, England, and France. His career was very respectable. He became a professor and worked at Harvard and many other venerable institutions as well. He even has a syndrome to do with the spine named after him. But there oh. was part of his personality that was a bit balmy. Let's get on to the fun stuff and forget the spinal stuff. Okay. Uh, he once swallowed a... <laughs> He once swallowed the vomit of a cholera sufferer because he wanted to try out an experimental treatment for cholera. Oh, Heston Blumenthal does that now. <laughs> yeah. It was presumably a small amount, I don't know, consumed with a chocolate covering rather than like a, a degustation. <laughs> I mean, he was half French, but you know, that's sort of three-course meal of cholera vomit. Scooped it, scooped it out vomit. of a snail. Slurped it out. (laughs) Served in a patisserie (laughs) with a beautiful crème (laughs) chabouche. He also once varnished his entire body. Um, Possibly a scientific experiment. Like all good bodybuilders do. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Maybe he was. Maybe he was an early bodybuilder. Who knows? More amusingly still, at the age of 72, he announced to the medical community, quote, his... Quote, rejuvenated sexual prowess after subcutaneous injections of extracts of monkey testes. Oh, wow. And a separate but connected quote. My digestion and the working of my bowels has also improved considerably. I also find mental work easier than for years. And Brown Sequard measured his physical abilities in interesting ways, some quite sensible, i.e. how much weight he could lift, how long he could stand up for, the ease with which he walked upstairs, but also some <laughs> slightly more bonkers, how far he could piss, was used as a measure of... That's not bonkers, that's every 12-year-old. <laughs> well, he's 72, so, well, I suppose he is in that regression phase, isn't he? He is, yeah. He will soon be in a nappy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... <laughs> So, yes, Brown Sequard was putting slices of animal bollocks in his own bollocks. Ah. In his quote, he mentions monkeys. He also used guinea pigs and dogs. Uh, Why they were chosen, I do not know. Perhaps because they are rather (laughs) docile and obliging, unlike, for example, a shy horse. That I imagine would give the person taking a vegetable peeler to his conkers, also known as horse chestnuts, a firm kick. (laughs) Nice. Very good. Very good. Uh, the mid nineteenth century is well, also this... you can fit quite you can fit quite a lot of gerbil testes into your own testes with relatively little effort. I imagine trying to shove a shire horse knacker up inside your already slightly full ball bag is going to just create chafing and any number of other problems. Be quite rattly, wouldn't it, down there? If you've got all of those, I mean, it'd be like a a child going to school with a bag of marbles in it his would pocket. Be, it would. It would be quite pendulous. Yeah, you'd have to wear some fairly you know some supportive boxers. Pair of clackers, very yeah, very supportive boxes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of clacking going on. It'd be like the, the clip clop of horses' hooves, which would be an uncomfortable yeah. reminder. Yeah, yeah. Or if you were just gently swaying back and forth, it'd be a little bit like having a grandfathered clock in the dining room, wouldn't it? Yeah, until eventually the momentum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 Who's been shaving my horse? You are of an old man. Are <laughs> old. <laughs> Now that is an old TV reference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Step turn son. Yep, yep. 70s, 60s, 70s British comedy. 
I think it was in black and white, wasn't it? The first few series were in black and white, so it's probably 60s to 70s. Yeah. The mid-19th century is, is when the speciality of endocrinology began, really. So as much as I'm mocking Brown Sequard, and will continue to do so, not much was known about hormones at this time, and at least by focusing on the testicles, Brown Sequard was kind of in the right area when it comes to testosterone. <laughs> Despite the medical community thinking that these injections were lunacy, words soon got out and unscrupulous individuals were selling Brown Sequard's concoction everywhere, and the share price of guinea pigs are us skyrocketed. <laughs> Most famously... <laughs> oh, which unfortunately was a terrible, terrible investment because guinea pigs' arses are really of no medical value whatsoever. <laughs> what, what they wanted to be investing balls. in was guinea pigs' bollocks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guinea pigs' arse is not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> Butchguineapigs.com <laughs> Now I imagine, if you put guinea pi- I imagine if you put butch guinea pigs into grinder, you'd probably find there's a subculture. <laughs> Most famously, Jim Galvin, who to our American listeners is a famous rounders player, or as you call him, baseball player, um, had this concoction injected into his danglies, making him one of the first recorded dopers. And the first oh. in a very, very short list of American baseball dopers. Because <laughs> well, yes, nip, American, that in, nip that in the bud, didn't they? Yeah, American, American sports people don't dope. It's Which, the Russians. Uh, yeah, it's, all, it's all the Russians. All yeah, and all, only. Always, always the Russians. Point the finger at the Russians, Americans, because you never dope. No. Just Clean as a whistle. Enhanced by God. Yeah. <laughs> enhanced so, by America. <laughs> so what did he... Um, what kind of testicles was he injected with? Um, I think uh, I think it would have been this, this strange potion made of ground up... Um, I think it was dog and guinea pig bollocks. Do you think the a breed of dog might have been a Doberman? Oh! <laughs> or a ball bag dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, to be fair, yes. Ball, a ball dog works quite well. So, yeah, yeah, less forced. Damn. Go back, redo it. <laughs> or, or possibly a, just a sausage dog. Worth. Uh, uh, oh, a labra bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> A golden retesticles. <laughs> a great um, dangler. <laughs> a great dangler. Yeah. <laughs> a labrath war. <laughs> and up the Shih Tzu. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move forward to the 1920s and 1930s, introducing Serge Varenov. His name was Search Far Enough. <laughs> Search far enough. <laughs> and you will find... He was a great philosopher. <laughs> yes, in our peace. My name is... Uh, but why? <laughs> but, but why? But why? <laughs> <laughs> that is... That, oh, I bet there's a but why <laughs> somewhere in America. <laughs> my name's Bert Why. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> no, no, my name's Bert Why. <laughs> Yeah, you. D- I don't know why. I think Bert Y would own a sushi bar. Bert Y's sushi bar. Hi, welcome. <laughs> did, uh, the, is there a pun that I'm missing there, or did it just sound nice? No, it just sounded nice. Oh, I just okay. thought Bert Y would have a sushi bar. <laughs> sounds like the sort of guy that likes raw fish. I think he sounds Wrapped like a private. I think he sounds like a private investigator. Bert Y, P.I. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Snot Donob. 
Hi, Smeg Umbrella. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Hi, I'm Randy Bonerson. <laughs> Have you been involved in an accident that wasn't your fault? <laughs> Actually, no, Randy Bonerson's going to be a bush pilot, isn't he? Hi, I'm Randy Bonerson, bush pilot. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, so Serge Voronoff, who was a French surgeon who was born in 1866, but only started doing weird things to men's clankers in, 19, in the 1920s and 1930s. Like Brown Sequad, uh, Voronoff started out his career in a fairly respectable mainstream way. At the turn of the century, he studied eunuchs in Egypt, scientifically, not for fun, and this led him a few decades <laughs> Although- later... <laughs> to his rejuvenation work <laughs> when in Cairo and <laughs> do the people of Cairo <laughs> <laughs> so what is rejuvenation I hear you shout well it's the philosopher's stone the elixir of life it's parts of Mikey's testicles grafted onto human testicles apparently and I do find this hard to believe he began with taking the nuts off dead criminals and then grafting them onto rich millionaires um <sighs> And when he ran out of stealing the family jewels, the people who stole family jewels, he turned to monkeys, brass monkeys and monkeys, and he became very popular. (laughs) Very good. Good family family jewels punnery. Thank you. Do you know that still happens in China? Monkeys steal people's family jewels. They they do, yeah. But also criminal, this this is pretty horrible, Um, the bodies of criminals get uh, stripped. All Muslims. And and, uh, sold (laughs) sold on to rich people. Their organs are harvested. I see what you they mean. They are, but they're not just harvested for general healthcare purposes. They're harvested for sale specifically to the rich on the private market. Wow. Should be doing that here. <laughs> Bloody pay for the prisons, wouldn't it? I know. So it would be my taxpayers' money. It certainly proved the food at Weatherspoons if Tim Martin <laughs> could, could buy the offal of criminals. Oh, oh, oh it's eaten. No, no. Well, you could do whatever you oh, like with it, Tom. Wow. You, you bought it. You, you bought it. You own it. <laughs> you could do what you like with it. Yeah. I just assumed it was used for pottery or something. I didn't think people would be so weird as to eat it. <laughs> Turn it into a lovely desk lamp. Yeah, <laughs> a bike. Somewhere to park your bike. Kids' just shoes a, out of the kidneys. Stick it out. It's been concreted into the ground. <laughs> Taxidermied arse. Oh, Taxidermy's ass. He's P.I. P.I., yeah. He's an American high school teacher, isn't he? <laughs> oh, dear. So, yes, yeah, so he was selling the, um, selling these sort of strange transplants to very wealthy people. And I like to think of him as a bit like um, a modern plastic surgeon who has cornered the board-loaded housewife market and who keeps getting referrals of dim-witted bimbos onto the tummy tuck so they can get rogered by their personal tennis coach without their gut flapping around. <laughs> He was so popular that he set up a clinic in Algiers. And- Except it's scraping the gonads of criminals and injecting them into the super wealthy. Was it a full gonadal transplant or was it just kind of you shave a little bit off like a testicular toupee and just pop it on top of the... <laughs> P.I. Testicular toupee. P.I. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think, he was, I think he was shaving off parts of it, inserting it in, in the bollock and then just leaving it. I'm done. <laughs> Yes, this is it. it is done. My work here is done. Yeah, now they will mingle and something beautiful will happen. <laughs> I'll be done. Um, so that was pretty much it. And I think what would happen, I not wanted to get too medical, is that, uh, because I can't, um, is I think the body just rejected it and it just became kind of scar tissue. So nothing actually happened. Obviously, the theory was that some of the virility of a monkey's bollocks would get into the man's bollocks and the man would have a wonderfully 
responsive penis. <laughs> some, some of the virility of a Victorian pickpocket. <laughs> Every time he moves up behind someone to try and steal their pocket watch, he ends up poking them in the arse with his bone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, Governor, just after your time, peace, not your ring, peace. Oop. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon me, sir. It wasn't me. Look, my hands are here. <laughs> I can still feel something rummaging around in my pocket. <laughs> the, the the artful todger. <laughs> hey, there it is. <laughs> There's an episode title. Beautiful. The artful todger. Fantastic. <laughs> nice Oliver Twist reference there. <laughs> um. <laughs> twist of the wrist. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, so he set up a clinic in Algiers and treated thousands of men, including football players from Wolverhampton Wanderers, making really? it one of the, yeah, making it one of the early recorded attempts of doping in football. Obviously, I don't think it was illegal at the time. And Voronov was so busy he even had to set up a monkey, uh, a monkey, monkey, a monkey. It was so busy he even set up a monkey farm, and that's a farm producing monkeys, not a normal farm run by monkeys for amusement. <laughs> Although I would totally pay to see a chimpanzee try and drive a tractor. Just go to uh, Michael Jackson's ranch. <laughs> yeah, 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 they've just been left to roam free. There's thousands of them now. <laughs> they've turned to communism. It's, <laughs> they've got a five-year plan. <laughs> all monkeys Collectivised are, farming. All monkeys are born equal, just some more equal than others. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. Yeah, it's gone... <laughs> Um, eventually, Voronov fell out of favour with the medical community. Despite, Can't think why. <laughs> yeah, despite initially initially having his work viewed positively, it sounds to me that as science developed and evidence was mounting against his grafts of um, monkey testicle tissue into human tis- testicle tissue, <laughs> um, he continued to do his operations because he was making a fortune rather than responding to the medical developments and developing what he offered. So I think it's one of those situations where he was corrupted by the money and he just couldn't stop the, the dollar signs flashing in his eyes. So he just oh, kept on I doing stuff. He must have injected himself with far too much stock trader testicle. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street bollock, yeah. Um. In the end, his reputation was ruined. The Wolf of Ball Street? P- possibly. No, far too, uh, ma- far too many poor puns. Oh, yeah. there, are a lot of, there are a lot of bollock puns. Uh, one last thing about Voronov. He was known during his lifetime rather derogatory, derogatory, derogatorily. 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 Contractually obliged to say duh. As a monkey gland man. And um, I can't <laughs> help. Da, da, da. <laughs> I can't help but feel that his detractors weren't trying hard enough when it came to nicknames because there's plenty to work with, and Monkey Gland Man really isn't very good. You can have Voronov slice your bollocks off. <laughs> yes. Voronov cocktail. Uh, or just knack a whacker or a ball botherer. You know, there's plenty you can do with it. Monkey Gland Man, I don't think is particularly good. Yeah. So now, last but by no means least, John R. Brinkley, born in 1885 in Jacksonville country, North Carolina. That's Jacksonville is the most North Carolina-sounding place. I mean, Jacksonville I think it's just... Ja- a- Jackson County. Did I say Jacksonville? I might have said Jacksonville. It's Jackson County. And I'll try to sound enough. as much like Morgan Freeman as I possibly can. Born in 1885 so- <laughs> in Jackson County, North Carolina. Born 1885 sounded vaguely Morgan Freeman-esque, and then it went Born very 80. Born 1885 and Jackson... And it went very 80. <laughs> went very 80. 
<laughs> if you need monkey testicles inserted into your actual testicles, and you know where to find a monkey and a surgeon, maybe you could hire the monkey <laughs> testicle man. <laughs> Unlike Brown, Sequard and Voronoff, John Brinkley was never credible and never had any proper qualifications, but boy did he want to. He went to some very sketchy <laughs> institutions to train as a physician, basically night schools, great for learning how to order dinner at French restaurants, or badly draw naked fat men with charcoals, not quite so good for learning medicine. As a former life model, I object. <laughs> that stereotype. You've done life modelling, have you? I have. Ooh, saucy. Yeah. Did they exactly. have to keep? Did they have to keep saying that? Sound toned down on the sauciness. Like, I'm they not did. Being saucy. I mean, it, it was it was part of the sketch, though. I just had to cover myself in condiments. Did you pick a lily? Yes. On your willy. <laughs> yes. Ranston on your ketchup. Balls. Ketchup fun up the bum. <laughs> and pickled Hines onions on. <laughs> in your ears. <laughs> Hines on my behind. <laughs> Tomato chutney on my buttony. <laughs> um, was it because you kept putting your index finger up to your lips and pouting? Uh, Is that what stopped you? Yeah, I got confused between uh, life modelling and librarianism. Stop slapping your buttocks. <laughs> Stop slapping your buttocks. You're a live model. <laughs> and I feel alive. Reposition the pineapple. <laughs> That's not a pineapple. I've got a goiter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway... Eventually, he decided to just buy himself a qualification. He then set up a clinic called... Oh, Gillian McKeith. <laughs> very much so. He then set up a clinic called Greenville Electromedic Doctors. Grabbing your balls. They are safe in my hands. I will inject your balls with random goat glands for cash. <laughs> Electromedic doctors. <laughs> nice. Here in your balls, you've got monkeys and cats, you've got dogs and parrots, and sometimes bats in balls. <laughs> don't know, don't know. <laughs> oh, I found a bit of dog that's on the road. Or was it a coyote? Or was it a bit of badger testicle? I don't know, I just got it from the kebab shop. <laughs> That's good. That's I'm glad good. I could join in. How many episodes is that before we had a uh, before we did a little sing along to? Before um, we did a little. Um, what's his name? Newman. Gary Newman. Paul Newman. Reference. Gary Newman. Not Paul Newman. Gary Who's Paul Newman? <laughs> Paul Newman's the actor, isn't he? He's a cowboy actor. He's yeah. Um, anyway, so he began injecting men's balls with coloured water, telling them that it would make them virile, fertile, lusty. Those are the three names of Randy Bonuson's kids. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you like it? You, you're ruining my flow. Sorry. <laughs> do you like having an erection? Do you like giving your wife a good scene to you? But are you struggling to get your cocky rocky? Is your wife starting to eye up the mechanic who's working on your Cadillac? Hmm. I bet he doesn't struggle to get an erection. I bet his wanger is bigger than yours too. But don't worry, today is your lucky day. We've got... <clears throat> coloured water to put in your balls. <laughs> Probably need to work on the last line of that sales pitch, but that was my advert. 
H2, whoa, look at that guy's balls. So it gives a whole new meaning to the phrase blue balls, doesn't it? <laughs> what does blue balls mean? Uh, it means you haven't had sex in a very long time. Oh, is that right? Not just cold. Not just deeply conservative. Oh, <laughs> 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 Boris blue balls. Oh, <laughs> Boris definitely doesn't have blue balls. <laughs> He's making, everyone, he's making, he? uh, he's making joke, an eat mess all over the town. Oh, God. <laughs> what a horrible thought. <laughs> I'd rather picture Margaret Thatcher, to be honest with you. So does he. <laughs> he probably does, yeah. Tell me last so long. Yeah, um, yeah so Brinkley um, wasn't very good at running a business. Everything went shit-shaped, despite him charging patients a fortune. He had a spell in prison, had to repay debts, and finally finished his night school medical degree, which, unbelievable, allowed him to practice medicine in eight states. Oh, wow. Those of being drunk, Let's... tired, annoyed, <laughs> hypervengeful, hungry, and fidgety. Ah, <laughs> oh, I thought they were the dwarves. <laughs> the, eight, <laughs> the eight dwarves, yes. Um, along with virile, fertile, and lusty. He he managed to avoid any action during the First World War. Despite being called up, he spent most of his time in the hospital tent feeling a bit anxious and upset because of all the German microaggressions. It sounds like he could have done with growing a big pair of goat testicles became Brinkley's obsession after the war. (laughs) That was beautifully written. And he began charging men and women, I should add, lots and lots of money to have goat testicles implanted in their ball sacks and near their ovaries. (laughs) Near their ovaries. Is that... Was it supposed to be in their ovaries, but he was kind of guessing? I, it's just what it's just what I found in my various uh, extensive sources that I researched this in. Um, <laughs> it just said near the ovaries, so I don't, I don't know whether that was just sellotaped on on the outside. That was near enough. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the kidneys <laughs> felt about right. Up the bum, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, into the 1920s, and Brinkley was beginning to make some serious money, and he became quite famous. He worked with some many, he worked with many Hollywood stars, and uh, there is even a phrase in the silent film industry called Goatland, which is where dialogue was put over a silent film to sort of update it. Nice. Anyway, I'm going on for too long. Wow. Brinkley was eventually massively discredited, made a huge amount of money, but then died penniless mid-lawsuit in 1942. I think he also had a political career. And owned a radio <laughs> station right. as well. Oh, yeah. Sounds and, about right. Maybe in Alabama or somewhere like that. Joe Rogan? <laughs> <laughs> and so there you have it. That's a brief history of uh, people doing weird things with their bollocks in the uh, late well, 19th, early 20th century. I'm going to say that was very much men behaving badly. <laughs> exactly. It could be, couldn't it? It could be both topics. Well, I mean, next week you can find you can find a man behaving badly, and I'll do a medical procedure. Fuck it! It's wow, just... forty-seven minutes. I did make an effort there this week. That's all right because I've only got two pages of notes. It's been light for me. <laughs> <laughs> so allow me in thirty-five seconds <laughs> uh, to tell you Speed about someone who, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> depending on how you pronounce his name whether you pronounce it uh, westernised or in the traditional Tupi language. I'm going to be talking about someone today, Tom, who is not entirely unrelated to your topic, because I'm going to be talking about Saki. You know, like ball Saki. Uh-huh. Or, as he's pronounced in the West, Sassy. Ooh. Hello. Yes, Queen. So, today, Tom, I'm taking us to South America for a little bit of sunshine, fresh air, and a very naughty boy in Brazilian folklore, who at some point... May have undergone a medical procedure. It should go we'll to never know. It should go to. 
it's no japanese folklore is my go-to that, yeah that's your go-to go-to oh uh, yeah to be fair actually i have done some brazilian folklore before i did dr fritz the oh, first yes, world war german him. surgeon who inhabits the bodies of con men in brazil and yeah. allows them to do modern surgery Anyway, so Sassy is mostly just a normal human Tom, but he does have some distinct features. Firstly, he's a monopod. He has just one leg. Uh, is, he it, is, is, he, is he supposed to have one leg or is he have he one He is supposed to off? have one leg. He's not an amputee. Okay. Just, yeah. just one, one very large middle leg. How many buttocks? Uh, <clears throat> as far as I know from the sources, two buttocks. Right. Two buttocks, but they are Brazilian buttocks, so there's an wow. awful lot of silicon in them. <laughs> Pert. <laughs> yeah. Very tanned. And he is causing, quite literally, a global shortage of sand. <laughs> so Sassy, the uh, Brazilian bikini-clad, one-legged folklore Hopper. figure, <laughs> Hopper, yeah, wears a red hat, smokes a pipe, despite being in his early teens, <laughs> which I tried at high school, and it got me laughed out from behind the bike sheds. Wasn't, wasn't and, the worst thing you did at high school. It's it, not the saddest, no. <laughs> Trying to take up pipe smoking. That was the closest you ever got to cool. Yeah, well, was, me, and, me and the geography teacher. <laughs> Sorry, that was the sound of smoking I was about pipes. to say, not, not, not you tossing each other not, off. Not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not a reach around as you look at the map of, of South America. Or as he called it, the Oxbow Lake. <laughs> <laughs> Showing me how the water cycle works. Oh, dear me. So, um, yes, mm, yes. Sassy is generally just a little scamp. He runs around the farms of Brazil causing mischief and nonsense. Why, Tom? Because he's a hyperactive little tosspot whose parents have dosed him up on sugar and let him run loose whilst they hang around park benches on their phones, losing more money than they can really afford to on online casinos, meaning they have to shop in Iceland and everyone's having a prawn ring for dinner. And like all kids left up to the... You do get like more right-wing as you get older, Sam. And I know. I'm delighted it's you're going that way. A sudden leap. <laughs> and like all kids left to their own devices, he causes mischief, Tom. Outside, he winds up dogs, opens gates to let farm animals loose and kicks beehives. Inside, he'll upturn plugs and Lego, drop flies into your soup, ruin perfectly good meals by making the oven too hot, or give you food poisoning by not cooking the chicken for long enough. He hides toys and tools and basically acts as a magnet for any and all minor fuck-ups by real, normal, non-imaginary humans. (laughs) That's what it sounds like, most definitely. Yep. And uh, being the tricksy little prankster that he is, Tom, every time he lifts his famous red hat up, it emits a foul stench, not entirely unlike the farts of a Brazilian (laughs) farmer with a bean-rich diet. (laughs) Which, weirdly, and the folklore doesn't go into details as to why, he only ever seems to do when in the presence of a Brazilian farmer with a bean-rich diet and his family. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sassy's hat. (laughs) (laughs) always seems to find himself under the duvet doesn't he sassy he he does yes (laughs) always sneaking under the duvet (laughs) ever present after a poorly timed post beer kebab (laughs) very very commonly spotted in homes just after a large sunday roast (laughs) also very fond of a good hot bath Now, Tom, do you find a hot bath very... makes you fart a lot, do you? Uh, it, it makes them smell more, I find. <laughs> <laughs> That's my completely non-scientific... <laughs> uh, 
N of just, one experiment. She's, she's scientific enough to make it very funny. Because you have experimented, <laughs> no doubt. You've actually sat in a cold bath and farted, haven't you? Just oh, to test yes, your, absolutely. To test your theory out. <laughs> now, it's very difficult, Tom, to spot Sassy in your home because, of course, he's invisible, being a mythical creature, other than the glow of his pipe at night. And if he is spotted, he quickly turns into a cuckoo and flies away. But you can tell when he's about to do something mischievous, Tom, because he gets frightfully excited and starts dancing and whirling in circles, creating a dust devil. So every time you see papers getting whipped up outside, watch out because it probably means you're about to step on some Lego, burn dinner, or have some absolutely appalling wind. And he's been at his naughty little gassy pranks for as long as people have been farting in confined spaces, Tom. Sassy has been around for at least 400 years in his current form, and is thought to have existed in, in disparate ways long, long, long before that. He is essentially the love child of traditional European beliefs in monsters and monopods, which were brought to South America by colonists and conquistadors yeah, who were exploring a strange new land and saw lots of things they couldn't explain. A foul-smelling Portuguese demon called a trasgo. And he's also partly based on a character from native Brazilian folklore called Jazzy Jeter. Not to be confused, Tom, of course, with Gassi Jetem. Ooh la la, take off your red hat. Now tickle me with your one enormous foot. <laughs> Sorry, I, I should have done that with the music, shouldn't I? Da, 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 da. Sexy boy. <laughs> Sexy boy. Oh, you smell. You're always farting. <laughs> Ironically, song by Air. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What was this guy's name again? <laughs> so, so his name was Jazzy Jeter. He had a duo with the Fresh Prince, didn't he? <laughs> he did, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jazzy Jeter, known for playing funky rhythms deep into the night with a love of sequin jackets and snakeskin shoes, yeah. <laughs> So Jazzy Jeter was a minor god with blonde hair and blue eyes who'd kidnapped children who didn't nap during their siesta. There you go. So the monopod... Oh, so what did he look like, sorry? Blonde hair and blue eyes? <laughs> yeah, Aryan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, a legend which sprung up weirdly in about 1946 in Argentina <laughs> and spread north. So this was about 400 years ago. This was the 16th, 17th century that, that these three disparate legends started to kind of uh, unite and join together. And Sassy was, was very much the love child of those three different disparate origin stories. So the monopod and Gassi Jetem got together, bumped mythical uglies as European and South American cultures clashed and merged and created their beautiful child Sassy. Over time, the myth was picked up on by farming slaves and former slaves, and so Sassy went from blonde hair and blue eyes to his current appearance, where he's normally depicted as being more African-looking, which is actually where the, where the pipe comes from. He smokes a traditional West African pipe. So, Tom, how do you protect yourself against this cheap-to-pedicure but ultimately unhelpful foe? Pumpkin puree. Just under uh, the just... armpits. <laughs> not, not, a ter- not, not as stupid as it could be. <laughs> compared to the reality. Small reality. wall made out of Weetabix. <laughs> yeah. Using peanut butter as, you know, mortar. You set out two shoes. 
therefore confusing the, t- the little tyke. <laughs> well, there's a few ways that you can protect you against yourself against sassy Tom. Uh, firstly, you can cross a stream because apparently he's afraid of water. Secondly, you can leave a piece of string with lots of knots tied in it around your house because sassy's almost neurological condition-esque propensity to be as annoying as possible on every occasion means he won't be able to help himself but stop to try and untie them. Oh no, someone's untied me precious knots. <laughs> Oh, lordy. And all this time I've been eating completely unsoiled food without any flies and shit in it. <laughs> but no, oh no, someone's undone the shoelace. You mischievous little bastard. You really oh, hit when it hurts, don't you? You do, my precious nuts. <laughs> those shoelaces, they were really tidy nuts. You've undone them. They were. They were tied by my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I used to and love taking hours to put them on. <laughs> <laughs> and the hose, they were so ineffective in the summer when we had a drought. Now it works. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Yes, you can you can tie knots to distract Sassy. Uh, next, Tom, you can leave him a gift of cheap tobacco or chicasa, which is a sugarcane-based spirit, kind of pretty much a Brazilian rum, which will certainly put hairs on your chest and arse. And everywhere else. Uh, that's not to be confused, by the way, Tom, with a Brazilian rim rather than a Brazilian rum, uh, which, quite the opposite, will remove the hair from the arse. <laughs> At any rate... <laughs> See what he did there. Yeah. Yes. yes. Forced. At any rate, Tom, you can ply this teenage scamp with cheap backy and cheap spirits, much like any other teenager, and he'll largely leave you alone and stop following you around the Happy Shopper car park. And... Finally, Tom, you can steal his hat. Yes, if you can brave the stench and whip the... <laughs> if you can brave the stench of a thousand bean-based farmers <laughs> and whip the cap off his head, Sassy will lose his power and have to either grant you wishes or show you some treasure until you get it back. What a fucking stick of cork in it. Wish number one. <laughs> yeah. Just stop farting. <laughs> Sassy, what have you eaten? <laughs> It's one continuous stream. I don't know how you manage. <laughs> what have you eaten, you horrible little boy? <laughs> oh, um, round trees. <laughs> round trees food pastels. 25,000 packets. I've um, got a friend who uh, started going to the gym and went on a high-protein diet, which basically involved eating a lot of protein uh, protein bars and protein shakes and as i'm sure you're aware tom if you when you first go on these things the the effect on your bowels is quite profound and we were at a pub in clapham in london and uh, he farted so badly that they had to open the fire doors which set the fire alarm off and he got permanently banned from this pub because he farted so badly (laughs) dance floor farts are the worst oh yeah there's so many possible culprits it's like cluedo <laughs> there it? are so many possible culprits Colonel for about 15 Mustard. seconds you, until it? you've created your dance space. <laughs> until finally they've cleared enough room for you to start break dancing. <laughs> you're, so, you're spinning around on your back. <laughs> Ow! Oh, I didn't realise I had um Colonel Mustard Colonel Mustard gas on the dance floor I, with the boogie. I didn't realise I had a smoke machine here. No, it's coming out of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, haven't we? You've been in a club, like at university, and and someone farts, and it just clears the entire dance floor. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> it was always no, you. It was not me. Always no. you. 
Where have you got this from? I had a quite I mean, good me diet. thinks the lady does protest too much. You know what? I No, the game I used to play is I used to really enjoy the fact that you're in an environment that's so loud. So I'd be at the bar and I'd feel a fart and I would just force it out. It's the sort of fart that in a library would be horrendously loud. But in a club, we pound the music. Nobody hears. And you're just like, yep. Oh, you're right. a fart. There's, right, firstly... That would be a believable story if you ever went to the bar. But as we established in the last episode... I was episode, waiting for someone to buy me a drink. You were waiting for someone to buy you a drink. Second, secondly... Not my fault all the girls would buy me drinks, Sam. Okay. <laughs> Good times. So anyway, yes, if you can capture his hat and brave the stench, then you get treasure. So, uh, so there you go, Tom. That's the sassy. He's still hugely popular in Brazil as a cartoon character and sporting mascot. And it's only after writing these notes that I discovered he actually appears as a character in a Netflix series called Invisible Cities. Apparently, Tom, it's all about a Brazilian environmental police officer who discovers a land of folklore characters whilst investi- investigating simultaneously the death of his wife and the death of a dolphin which washes up on a beach. Uh, both equally serious crimes presented in the series. Oh no, who do I care about more? My wife or the dolphin? And uh, <laughs> I can only presume, Tom, that because the series opens with the wife and the dolphin both being discovered dead, that uh, they're somehow connected. I, plot twist... I think it was a romantic suicide pact as a final act of defiance against the society that forbade their love. But we'll see where it goes. We'll see where the series goes. Yeah, I think they did it on poor poise. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Very good. So I like the fact that a man's investigating the murder of his wife and just for levity, there's a whole load of Brazilian folklore characters. That sounds fantastic. There's a Mardi teenager hopping about on one leg smoking cheap backy. <laughs> sounds, sounds a lot like PJ and Duncan. Yeah. It does. Every time he investigates a crime scene, someone turns the body upside down and wipes out all the chalk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you sassy. <laughs> or, or, or just re, all the police thing comes it, undone. So a big finger. <laughs> yeah. Middle finger. A cock, up. They rock up and there's just a giant cock and balls. <laughs> Chalked on the floor. And in the distance, they can hear him running off. Ah, weird. Yay. <laughs> not not even like running him. off, hopping off. Yeah, hopping off. <laughs> Oh, yes, I've done it again. <laughs> Sassy strikes again. Yes, squeed. So long, <laughs> So in this, this Netflix program, incidentally, sounds fantastic. So he goes, into, he goes into the Amazon rainforest and finds just a load of strange mythical creatures all sitting around listening to I... Fog on the Tyne. <laughs> listening to Dire Straits. Well... I don't know. I, I've only read the presses on Wikipedia. This is Steve, and he's only got one arm. And this is Julie, <laughs> and Julie's only got one boob. They're not mythical creatures, they're just disabled people. <laughs> oh, we've dragged here for a bit of company. We've dragged, yeah. It's kind of a weird support group. <laughs> they were on a happy bus that we hijacked. <laughs> Why are they putting someone with who's just had a mastectomy on the happy bus? <laughs> oh, you've only got one boob. Okay, come on, let's go and take you to the clear museum. <laughs> and you, war veteran with only one arm. <laughs> You're coming to You're the coming zoo too. 
we're just collecting them, really. <laughs> and any oddity we like. We got this forest just wearing glasses. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. <lose. laughs> that was easily the most politically incorrect thing we've ever done. And yet, <clears throat> I don't think anyone's really going to be offended by it, which is weird. <laughs> If you are offended by our audience, do let us know. <laughs> let's know the messages. I'm not really sure where this leaves us. I'm not entirely sure I want to stick my name to this podcast anymore. <laughs> Have you seen how I've removed my picture from the website? Have you? Yeah. You, haven't, so, you haven't removed mine. So as not to associate myself with it too much. <laughs> you haven't removed I've mine, I just wanted though. to distance myself. No, I put your address up and your phone oh, number. Sweet, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, anyway. That's me, and just the worst thing we've ever said on this podcast. I think we've said worse. Uh, Well, that's me, Tom. That's me. What a naughty little man who, thanks to the miracle of modern medicine, was able to survive with just one leg. And next week, (laughs) I'll be doing a medical procedure. (laughs) Probably carried out by some badly behaved bastard. I've already known what I'm going to do next week. I've been lying in this. I've, I've had this one in my back pocket for months. Oh, sorry. And I'm finally going to do it. Just the topic for it. On that note, audience, next week, Tom's doing uh, Men Behaving Badly and I'm doing medical procedures. It's a Patreon-exclusive episode, and if you want to hear it, you can go to patreon.com slash thatwasgenius, where, as well as that, you'll get about, I think, oh, car, crikey, blimey. Uh, mother of God, fuck the Pope. You'll get about 25 exclusive patron-only episodes and some songs which don't haven't aged well and, uh, and some medals which have. That's patreon.com slash thatwasgenius where for just the price of a coffee at a Ponzi coffee shop, a very frightfully expensive coffee shop, every month you get access to all that and no much more. I was looking at the medals the other day. They are really very good. They're really very good. I was listening to the songs the other day. They're not. Oh, I'll I'll re-listen to the songs. I think they're excellent. Good good ringtones. I've said it before. I'll say it a million times. Good ringtones. Well, yes, you can do that. And then, uh, now, what have we got for the week after that? What have we got? Was it Bulls or the Stock Market or something like that for the next public episode? I can't remember what you said. I, I just come along for the journey. So I'm happy to do whatever you want. Stocks and shares for the public. Lovely. Lovely. Well, tune in for that. And if you want some more historical jollity, then do try out our Facebook group, That Was Genius, a funny history podcast group. That's on Facebook, and you can post your own history memes. Sometimes we post some. And Tom has been babbling away in the background trying to distract me, and you will never hear it, audience, because (laughs) I control the edit. (laughs) Right, thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Am I back on now?